woke up and wished that I was dead With an aching in my head I lay motionless in bed I thought of you And where you gone Let the world sing my Good morning and welcome. Hey, thanks for listening to Bat Talk with Sharona. I'm your host. My name is Sharona. As always, I thank you for tuning in. Happy Friday. We are back. Today we're going to do a one-hour podcast, approximately a one-hour podcast. I was fortunate enough to sit down with my friend Tracy McCartney, who covers the New England Patriots for NFL Female yesterday evening, and we talked about the big game on Sunday, so we'll play that here in a minute. Uh, we haven't really focused much on sports lately. In fact, as you know, if you follow this podcast, we took a bit of a hiatus um, as the election cycle wound down and uh, came back a little bit. And so now we're back on a regular schedule. We're doing shorter podcasts this year. Um, there's so much going on. We won't be able to fit everything that we want to talk about into the podcast this morning, uh, but we're going to start with one thing that is extremely important, and that is protest. Protest is good. Protest is American. Do not let the people who are trying to wipe away the Constitution tell you otherwise. Protest is as American as it comes. Let me read for you um, just a few quotations about, listen, this country was founded on protest. There is nothing, nothing, nothing more fundamental to democracy than the right of citizens to protest. Nothing. So let me read for you just a few quotations about protest. Uh, the first one from William Faulkner, never be afraid to raise your voice for honesty and truth and compassion against injustice and lying and greed. If people all over the world would do this, it would change the earth. Henry David Thoreau said, disobedience is the true foundation of liberty. Obedient must be slaves. Bob Marley, get up, stand up, stand up for your rights, get up, stand up, don't give up the fight. Do not let the people who are trying to decimate the Constitution tell you that protest is bad. Protest is good. Keep protesting. I'm very concerned about what's going on in this country when it comes to democracy and the Constitution. We've talked about that before. We'll keep talking about that. We're going to be talking about Supreme Court nominee Neil Gorsuch, who must be voted down, must absolutely be voted down. This is a bad candidate for the Supreme Court. Couldn't be any worse, in my opinion. Um, we'll talk in, in a lot more detail about that in some of the podcasts to come and focus on, on the reasons why for that. But the only reason that you need to know that is because the ACLU issued a statement where they talk to, you know, they don't pick sides. ACLU fights for civil liberties. They don't pick sides, but, um, more than anyone else, I really trust their judgment 
we're going to talk, talk a little bit about some of the opinions that he has issued and some of the things that he has done. Listen, you know, it's it's we live in concerning strange times where it's beholden upon us as citizens to really look at what's going on because we have a White House that is full of white supremacists. I do not know where the white supremacy, I mean, I know where it came from, but how did we let this happen? I do not believe the more majority people in this country approve of or, or support white supremacy. They don't support Nazis. They don't support fascists, but we've let it fringe take over, and we've got to We've got to stop this. We talked a little bit about the 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 Berkeley situation and what went down there and and, and how we talk about that in our last podcast. Listen, you know, it's it's amazing if you study history and and know anything about it. It is amazing how amazing and scary how closely this country resembles Germany um, when the Nazis took took control. And if you never thought that could happen in this country, well, wake up. It's happening now. We're watching it now. Um, you know, we don't need a fascist on the Supreme Court. We don't. That would be bad. It would be very, very, very bad. And, you know, never forget that um, the Republicans stole that seat, just like it looks like they stole the White House, and so um, it's, it's important that we be very vigilant about what's going on. And, you know, it's amazing because, you know, the White House regularly lies to you. I mean, you have a White House that regularly lies to you, and it, you know, we – it's time consuming. I know that it's exhausting for people, but it's important that we correct those lies, that we don't let those lies continue to circulate and and you know and muddy the waters. We have to correct these things and it's you know, it's important. It's right now it's important now more than ever that we act like we truly are a representative democracy that we act, that we discharge our duty as citizens to monitor what's going on and to make sure that we don't become Nazi Germany because that would be bad <laughs> it sounds simple but you know it's happening and so it's important important that we pay attention to those things so we're going to be talking about Neil Gorsuch in in a lot greater detail in the podcast to come. Uh, since we are talking about sports on today's podcast, it it would be um, it's beholden upon me to talk a, l- a little bit about Baylor and what down what down with Baylor, and then we're going to talk about Greg Pop- Popovich and what he had to say about Black History Month. We're going to actually play the clip. Uh, from what he said, because it is so, you know, I got a big lump in my throat, tears in my eyes just listening to him. I read the quote yesterday, but this morning I pulled the the audio from that quote so you guys could listen to it and hear it. And, you know, um, as salty as he is, and I know he probably didn't 
necessarily like the question. You'll be able to tell that when you listen to that clip. But he answered it, and he answered it in such a thoughtful manner. And I wish that we could all be that thoughtful. So we'll play that here in a minute. And then, of course, we're going to be playing my uh, sit-down with Tracy McCartney. That's an interesting little um, segment. Tracy and I are, are great friends, and we agree about a whole lot of things. Uh, but we don't agree, obviously, on on Deflate Gate, and you know it always makes me uncomfortable to to defend Roger Goodell because he he does bungle things so regularly, and the NFL is so inconsistent about a lot of things that they do. But I stand by my position on Deflate Gate, and um, so you'll you'll hear that. And it got tense, but Tracy knows that I love her, and even though we disagree, um, you know we're still friends we're always going to be friends and disagreement is listen disagreement is good well I don't know where we got this notion that disagreement that we all have to think alike and and agree to have conversations you should have conversations with people you disagree with um as we've talked about before on this podcast most recently in the last one I think that it's important to have these difficult conversations because if we don't have them we can never come to a better understanding of of anything. So we need to have those conversations, but we'll play that in a minute. So Baylor, um, if, you know, if I already knew Art Browse was a bad person um, from just following that, but, you know, information is starting to trickle out about what happened at Baylor and will we ever hear the, everything, know the true story? Probably not, but we know enough to know that what happened at Baylor should never ever happen in in our colleges and our universities and it's if anything good can come from that situation it's that we make sure that the people who are responsible for for what happened at Baylor and it's you know primarily Art Browse and um his cronies, his minions, the people that he surrounded himself with, who, by the way, still have jobs in our university system. They should not have jobs in our university system. That's the next step is to make sure these men do not have control over access to, um, you know, access to our college campuses because they're bad men. Um, there's no other way to say it. They are bad men, and they do not need to have jobs. You know, but what we found out um, is it's not surprising. You you really already pretty much knew this, but now we know. We've seen the text messages, and now we know that Art Browse and his minions protected young men that they knew were assaulting young women on college campuses, and that possibly four young women were raped because they protected one such young man. And if that does not infuriate you, what happened to your heart? What happened to your soul? When did you lose those things? Because it is important. You should be outraged. You should be infuriated. What's going to happen with Baylor? I I mean, I don't – and let's not forget that – Oh, I don't even want to get into to Falwell right now. We'll talk about that on another podcast because 
I'll get off track and, and get on a rant and we won't be able to get to anything else. But w- w- what's going to happen at Baylor? It's going to be it's going to be very interesting. We should pay attention to that. We should pay attention to these things because they matter. And if you haven't listened to the victims in in any of the cases, Baylor, uh, Florida State, and I could go on and on and on and on and on. If you haven't listened to any of the victims in those situations, why not? Please listen to the victims. Please hear their words. They're important. And how the victims get treated versus how you know, Art Browse got treated is very telling. It tells us tells us a whole lot about what's going on in this country, in particular what's going on in the sports world and what our values are and what our priorities are. And it's a teachable moment. We need to, to learn from, from this and learn to do better and learn to be better. And hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully we will. So um, it's Black History Month, our President and vice president celebrated that by taking first taking the word black out of it and renaming it African American History Month, um, which should outrage you. And then, not surprisingly, celebrated it by celebrating a white male and showing their complete and utter ignorance about one of the most prominent black activists in our history, Frederick Douglass. Um, These people, I mean, it's amazing how clueless the Trump administration is and and dangerous because they are white supremacists. Um, I'm still, it's still mind-boggling that that is where we are as a country. Um, but Greg Popovich had something so profound to say about it that it's important to to listen to it and hear it. So I'm going to play that for you now. It happens every year, but when it comes around, Coach, what, what, what does Black History Month mean to you? You're always the political guy around here. No, I'm not. I get it from you. Well, you know, it's a... Uh... It's a it's a, rem- a remembrance and, and a, a bit of a, a celebration in some ways. And it sounds it sounds odd because we're not there yet, but uh, it's always important to remember uh, what has passed and what is being experienced now by uh, the black population. Uh, it's a, a celebration of some of the good things that have happened. And a reminder that there's a lot more work to do. But more than anything, uh, I think if people t- take the time to think about it, uh, I think it is the uh, our national sin. And uh, it always intrigues me when people come out with, I'm tired of talking about that, or do we have to talk about race again? And the answer is, you damn right we do, uh, because it's always there and uh, it's it's systemic in the sense that when you talk about opportunity uh, it's not about well if you lace up your shoes and you work hard you can have the American dream that's a bunch of hogwash Uh, 
if, if you were born white, you automatically uh, have a monstrous advantage educationally, economically, uh, culturally in, the, in this society. And all the systemic uh, roadblocks that exist, whether it's, uh, you know, in a, in a judicial sense or uh, a neighborhood sense uh, with uh, laws, zoning, uh, education, uh, we have huge problems in that regard that are very complicated, but take leadership, time, and, and real concern to try to solve. And it's, it's, a, it's a tough one because people don't really want to face it. Uh, and, it's, and it's in our national discourse. I mean, we, we have a president of the United States who spent four or five years disparaging uh, and trying to illegitimize our president. And we know that was a big fake, uh, but still felt that for some reason it had to be done. I can still remember, you know, paraphrase close to a quote, investigators were sent to Hawaii and you cannot believe what they found. Well, that was a lie. Uh, so if it's being discussed and perpetrated at that level, you've got a national problem. All right, we'll take another quick break. When we come back, my interview with Tracy McCartney, so stay tuned in. You're listening to Bat Talk with Sharona. All right, welcome back. As promised, I'm joined now by Tracy McCarthy. Tracy covers the New England Patriots for NFL Female. And um, it's been a while since she and I have chatted on a podcast. We've chatted um, in, in other other ways, other manner. But um so happy to have her. And it's been a, a hot minute since we've talked about sports on the podcast. So, Tracy, uh, welcome. I'm so happy you were able to join me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Well, I am too. And um, as I just mentioned, sports is you know, kind of taking a little bit of a backseat to um, some of the madness that we see going on in, in the world right now. But the big game is coming up. It's this weekend. And I know that you're very excited. Although, my goodness, I mean, you guys just need to quit hogging all the Super Bowls. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, no, actually, I'm not sorry. <laughs> well, you um, shouldn't be, right? It it is it's interesting though because um, you know somebody said to me today, um, I always go for the underdog in the Super Bowl. So you know somebody, so I'm I'm not going to root for your Patriots. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's fine because I'm I'm kind of the same way. I mean, if it wasn't yeah. for the fact that it's my team, I would be the same way. So I don't begrudge anybody not rooting for for the Patriots. I'd be sick of us, too, if I was them. <laughs> yeah, before we really get started, and because it's been so long, tell everybody a little bit about who you are. And um, I, I believe we've mentioned it, but you're, you cover the Patriots for NFL Female. So um, tell them a little bit about that. Okay, well, my name is Tracy McCartney, 
And I, oh, I'm sorry. I think I said McCarthy. I apologize. It's okay. People do it all the time. Um, and I, I'm, I was born and raised in New England to um, parents, both from Boston, and so I've been a Red Sox Patriots fan my whole life. Uh, and I, a couple of years ago, um, Liz, who is one of the founders of NFL Female approached me and asked me if I was interested in covering the Patriots because I was apparently tweeting a lot about football. <laughs> no <Yeah>. way. <laughs> and, um, and so she asked me to, she actually asked me to start by covering AF, the AFC East. Okay. Um, and then when the, the woman who covered the Patriots couldn't do it anymore, she asked me to do the Patriots. So I've been doing it for, this is my, just, just wrapping up my second season and it's been it's been really fun. It's really great. I've met a lot of amazing women, and uh, you included, of course. Uh, got to go to Canton to the Hall of Fame for yeah, um, that's such a great trip. It was really great. We had a great time, and um, so yeah, I, I enjoy it. Yeah, it's always awesome to meet other women who you know enjoy sports as much as you, and certainly that's been one of the um, you know the the most um beneficial things i suppose is the word i'm looking for to to nfl female and, and and to that and i'm so happy to have met you and um you you know i don't oh, that i don't hold your patriots fandom against you people think that i'm a patriots hater which i'm not but um yeah, it, it it is kind of interesting. So, um, so you got your Patriots fandom from your parents. Yeah, I, I mean, I grew up in New England, and yes, my both of my parents are from Boston, and I come from a family of three girls. I'm the oldest daughter, and my dad was a big sports person, and so um, my grandfather had season tickets to the Patriots in the 70s and early 80s. Um, so, you know, I've been a fan since... I was real little. I mean, I used to go to hockey games and football Aww. games and baseball games with my daddy. So, yeah. um, so awesome. you know, it's 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 just actually it's this time of year where I really miss my dad the most. My dad oh. passed away in mm-hmm. 2009. Right. And, um, you know, I miss being able to call him on the phone and talk about the games or, you know, what's going on in free agency or, you know, whatever, whatever ha- happens to be happening yeah. at the time. So, um, yeah, so I, I got my crazy, my, my crazy sports, uh, fandom stuff from, from them. Yeah. See, I got it from my mother and, um, she's no longer with us too. And so I understand what you're talking about it. You know, it is, you know, when you're, when you have that relationship, it is, you know, it does make it a little bit harder. So you were a Patriots fan during the lean years. Um, what was it like going through all of that and then, of course, experiencing the wild success that they have had in, oh, the past 15 years? Well, um, it was, you know, it was disappointing all the time. I mean, it was very much like, you know, and it was actually a little worse than the Red Sox because the Red Sox would be in it. They just let us down. You know, right. your your heart would break, whereas – the Patriots were just, eh, they just were always so uh, mediocre. It was, it was 
it was it wasn't fun, you know. They did finally get to a Super Bowl um in in 1986, the 85 season, um and then they got cr- absolutely crushed by the Bears. So, um I I remember that game distinctly because I was in college <clears throat> up in Boston and we all just um shut the TV off at halftime. I mean, it was that bad. So, mm-hmm. um it, it's been it's been kind of crazy. Um, you know, with them winning so much. And I, I constantly rem- re- try to remind the younger fan, mm-hmm. you know, don't get cocky. Don't be so – I mean, it's it's good to get excited and to really support your team. Sure. Try not to be so cocky and bold about it because mm-hmm. it ain't going to be this way forever. Yep. And then, you know, then you'll know what – so many other fans of, of so many other teams feel like. I mean, we are so blessed, really, yeah. as fans. Yeah, you know, it is pretty incredible, the the um, sustained success that the Patriots have, um, have experienced under uh, Bill Belichick and, and Tom Brady. You have to give Tom Brady credit for that, too. Although, you know, for me... I waited a little bit more toward Bill Belichick, but you know it's hard. It. How do you feel about all the cheating allegations, and how do you respond to that? Well, um, you know, whenever somebody comes at me with that stuff, I'm always kind of like, <clears throat> I mean, I've read a lot about all of it. So, <clears throat> first, the first thing people always try to mention is the tuck rule. Mm-hmm. And that always bugs me because um, the rule was in effect before that season, the year before that season. And if you're gonna if you're gonna be upset, be upset at the ref who called it or the or the, mm-hmm. the league who put the rule into effect. Mm-hmm. So that's the first one. The second one is Spygate, which it was. Um, I think it was a, a, a lapse in judgment. Uh, also coupled with a little bit of maybe a little bit of uh, hubris, <clears throat> Bill Belichick. I was going to say hubris, but <clears throat> I mean, um, I think that's the word. I, I do. Yeah, where where the, the league said, "Listen, you're only allowed to to record from this specific area. If you don't record in this specific area, it's considered a violation of the rules." And mm-hmm. and they just said, "Well, we're going to do whatever we want to do," and they got caught. Mm-hmm. So. That is, you know, I, I I'll say that that was that was definitely a uh, a bad one. Mm-hmm. Um, Deflategate, I think, is complete BS. <laughs> to okay. be quite honest, I know you do. You know, so, I disagree. I know, I know you do disagree, and there's a lot of people who disagree. But I I think that I, I think it's 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 bull it's bull crap. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, I, I think, think that the, I think the notion that the NFL or Roger Goodell has some sort of vendetta. I mean, if you buy into the notion that the NFL, and I think it's true, you know, that the NFL instituted the Tuck Rule to protect Tom Brady, um, that or, and guys like him, that the notion that the league has some sort of vendetta, you know, against Tom Brady is, you know, is is sort of ridiculous. Well, and the tuck rule, yeah, you can't have one and then the other. But the tuck rule was established before that season, the year before that season. So 
I don't know how how it could have been established to protect Tom. I mean, really, I I don't understand that because he wasn't our quarterback the year before that. He only came in during the 2001 season when after Drew Bledsoe got hurt. Yeah, which that's a story in and of itself. Yeah. So Drew Bledsoe gets hurt. Tom Brady comes in off the bench and, uh, you know, plays really well. Ends up going to a Super Bowl and winning a Super Bowl. But, But with Deflategate, I think the thing that bothers me the most about it is that if you read the Wells report, and I've read it cover to cover, um, there to. are so many there are so many little inconsistencies. Um, they really never proved anything other than the fact that it was a there were allegations made. There were you know the guy goes into the bathroom for for mm-hmm. what purpose to go to the bathroom? Who knows with the footballs. Um, they never took into account the fact, the weather and the temperature. And then after this is all said and done and they make this gigantic deal out of it, they say they're going to monitor pressure in footballs. They do this whole, this whole study, apparently, mm-hmm. and then they never re- release the, the information. Mm-hmm. They never release the data. Um, and and it's never heard of again. I mean, they, they, somebody mentioned something about footballs this year. What happened to it? Absolutely nothing. Aaron Rodgers gets on the gets on a, an interview and says he likes his balls overinflated, mm-hmm. and he he likes to overinflate them and then see if he gets caught. But nobody says anything about that. So it's it's um it's the whole thing to me is just ridiculous. Well, the NFL is certainly inconsistent in how they do things, and um, interpretation of, of the tuck rule is really what we're talking about in, in terms of protecting, you know, Tom Brady. But when when you boil when you boil it down to its essence, and and I've been as critical of the NFL as anybody in in terms of how inconsistent they are about things, and you know the Aaron Rodgers thing. When you boil it down to its essentials, the NFL was responding to a – I mean, you do realize that the Colts lodged a complaint with the NFL. And that, oh, yeah. And that because – and so it's different than the, the Aaron Rodgers situation, you know. Um, so when when a team, when another member team lodges a complaint, um, you know, the NFL – does what it has to do and you know when you look at the data when you look at the first and foremost I absolutely think that Tom Brady tried to cheat and I do not think that you have to be a successful cheat for the NFL to 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 lodge some sort of discipline against you and I and I think that the evidence was sufficient there to for the NFL to to you know, institute some some sort of discipline. Now, you can debate whether or not the discipline that was rendered was reasonable and fair and all of that and, you know, and, and, you know, and things of that nature, um, but I, I think the evidence was certainly sufficient there to show that they were trying to pull something. And, and I disagree. I completely I disagree that. with that. I know that, <laughs> but, you know, um, I mean, ultimately the, you know, where it is right now, the courts agree with me. But why? 
the, the second sort, the second court of appeals dismissed it and said, you don't have anything here. And then they came back, and the reason the NFL won the next appeal was because of the CBA. Yes. And the CBA is saying that Roger Goodell can impose any penalty anytime he wants. Well, That's the, essentially, well, that is essentially what happened. Well, the first, the, the district judge that dismissed it is a buddy of Robert Kraft, right? Donated, you know, I mean, they're bosom buddies. So you're, and how so it you're ended saying, up, and how it ended saying up, that a judge can I finish? Was, Please let me finish. <laughs> how it ended up before him is, 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 you know, sort of rather interesting, but, you know, um, I've read that opinion, and that opinion is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's completely and utterly ridiculous. And so that is that's your opinion. Sure, I dis- yeah. completely disagree. And I think it's I think it's wrong of you to to you essentially just insinuated that a judge was bribed to render an opinion. Well, you don't is, you don't find it you don't find you don't think that happens you don't find that rather curious. I don't jump to conclusions like that. I wouldn't jump to conclusions like that unless there was some kind of evidence of that. I read the opinion and all I thought the, it was all, all the pretty pictures, good. All the pictures and all the the evidence about their close friendship isn't evidence to you. No. Okay. Well. You know, it doesn't really matter. Um, I, I certainly think that reasonable minds can agree to disagree on that. But um, you know, what do you? How do you feel about um, you know the fact that Robert Kraft and and Tom Brady and apparently Bill Belichick are very close friends with Donald Trump, who, as it turns out, is you know um, has a lot of nefarious connections with a lot of nefarious people. Well, I think there's a lot of people who have a lot of connections to Donald Trump who have nefarious <laughs> connections to other people. I think it's just one big, interesting web of uh, relationships based on, I, I don't even know what, I mean, I don't really know how to address that <clears throat> because I don't know the, I don't know the, extent of their relationship i was really i really wasn't happy with the um with him reading a letter from bill belichick in front of a an on a a group in new hampshire that really bugged me um yeah and don't you think though the problem is that he's able to do that but but bill belichick tom brady those guys are refusing to talk about it yeah and i I really don't have a problem with that i i have a problem I, i I have friends that I that I am close to that I completely disagree with. No matter, right. I mean, and they're still friends. They're sure. still family. Absolutely. And we just don't discuss those situations. And I know that, you know, they don't. Maybe they don't want to talk about. There's a reason they're not out there talking about it in public. So it really bothered me when he read that letter because to me it was a complete manipulation of uh, what he's trying to say is, look, Bill Belichick's my friend. He sent me this letter. You need to vote for me. And that really bothered me. I I mean, whether it bothered Bill or not, I don't know. He certainly was honest when he said, yeah, I wrote it. But if I was him, it would, 
it would bother me. I mean, I, I don't want well, that. Well, Tom Brady in, in his infamous Make America Great hat, um, you can't do, you, you, I mean, you can't do stuff like that. I mean, I guess you can, um, and certainly some people in the media are calling him out for it, but, you know, Tom Brady flaunting his Make America Great hat and then saying, I, I, I'm not, I'm not a political person. I don't. I'm not going to talk about Donald Trump. Well, that's just being a huge hypocrite. Well, I, you know, I, I don't know. I can't really speak to it. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I mean, if somebody, who knows? Who knows? If somebody gave him that and he threw it in, if he, he gave Trump gave it to him and he put it in his locker. Do you think that Tom know. Brady does anything that that is that uncalculated? I certainly don't. He's far too aware of his position and his reputation. If you look at the response that he gave to the questions about his relationship with Tom, with Tom, with with Donald Trump, you you know that he's very aware. And it, I mean, certainly wouldn't surprise me if his wife didn't say, "Do not talk about this." Well, I she's a huge environmentalist, yes, and I is. know somebody somebody made an, a, a a comment on an Instagram post of hers insinuating that they were both voting, you know, that they were both Trump supporters yeah. and she was really upset about that. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. I mean, that's their, that's their thing. And I, I don't think it's, I don't really care Honest. I mean, at first it really, really bothered me because you know how I feel about Donald Trump. Yes, I do. Um, and I, and, I, and I want you to know that even though we've, you know, things got a little tense there, I love you. I'm always going to love you. I know, right, and back at you. <laughs> I just, you know, it, it gets gets. Um, I know it does. Listen, you know, I, I, I know. <laughs> we get, you know, we get prickly about the things that we love, and we're going to defend them, and that's, you know, that's okay. I think to a point, um, and we're not going to talk get too deeply unless you want to. We want to talk about the game and and all of that. And I don't want to keep you too long because I know that you've got other things to do. But, um, I, you know, it's. I think beholden upon us and important that we have these conversations. You know, I think that we as citizens and Americans have abdicated our responsibility to have these conversations but we because we don't want to have the hard discussions. Yeah, I think you're right. And I have tried in a lot of situations to have um, discussions with people that I think are less informed than I am or not paying attention. Um, and it's difficult. It's, yeah. it's really hard. I, sometimes I just, I just say, you know what, I'm turning off. Uh, I'm, I'm just turning off social media. I don't want to be on Twitter. I don't want to be on Facebook. Well, you and I um, had this conversation and you know that I took a very, very, very long break from social media, from podcasting, um, after the election and, a little bit before the election, you know, we talked about the election exhaustively before it happened, and I saw what was coming. I, I was not shocked that Donald Trump... I wasn't Trump, either. I, I was not shocked, and there are a lot of reasons for that. And if you listen to this podcast, you know I've talked about a lot of them. Um, but, you know, and, and it's exhausting to to have these conversations, it's exhausting to care. It's exhausting to try to educate people, but it's important that we do it. All right, so the game. And, and we can, if you want at the end, we can talk about that. But I want to talk about the game. Okay. So the Falcons, you know, um, and, and part of it, I suppose, is because I was 
focus more primarily on you know what was going on in the country and sports sort of took a ba- little bit of a back well not a little bit it did take a back seat for me too for to what be I, honest for what I was you know doing um during the regular season I never I, even up until you know they beat the, the Packers I never was really buying into the Falcons and so I'm going to have to just admit that I was wrong about the Falcons and you know they're a much better team that I gave credit for and I really love Dan Quinn and I appreciate the job that he's doing down there and Julio Jones is fantastic and you know yep. there's so many reasons their offensive line is really doing well um give from the behind the enemy lines give me your take on the Falcons <laughs> <laughs> yeah I did enemy lines I love it um well here's the interest. I, I haven't really gotten to see the Falcons play that that much this year because um you know I just I have a Chargers fan husband, oh, and yes, I'm trying to watch my game. The poor Chargers. Oh, my gosh. You'll have to come back. We'll have to talk about that. Oh, I have so much so to say sad. about that. Um, but anyways, uh, so I, I, so I did see the one game they played against the Chargers, mm-hmm. and the Chargers beat them yeah. in overtime. And the Chargers um, weren't a very good team. No, they weren't. They weren't great. But having said that, that was towards the, I think it was in, in October, and the Falcons have continued to get better. Yeah. And I think, I think maybe it has to do with the fact that their defense was a little bit younger, they had some youngsters on there, and they're starting to play better. Um, they, uh, Julio Jones, I have nothing but great, the greatest of respect for this guy. Yeah. I mean, he is, he's an amazing wide receiver. Some of the catches he's made have been um, that I've seen, you know, on replay or video or whatever, have been amazing. <clears throat> I think that um, Dan Quinn has done an exceptional job with them. And uh, I'm, you know, they've got some great offensive weapons. I mean, mm-hmm. I looked I looked over their schedule uh, this morning, and I looked at all the points they've scored. <laughs> they've scored a lot of points. A um, whole lot of points. A lot of points. Man, and, and I say that as someone. I, I had Julio Jones in, on one of my fantasy teams, and I had um, Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman, too. And um seems like I had somebody else. I'll have to – who is uh, who the Ma- other wide receiver that – Mohamed Sanu. Yes, I had Mohamed Sanu. Yeah. yeah. I wanted him in free agency when he let, when he was a free agent from the yeah. Jets, but you know, he went to the, he went to Atlanta and he's he's doing great there. I mean, it's like you yeah. can't you can't put all your focus on Julio Jones because then you got to worry about Taylor Gabriel and, yeah, and Taylor Gabriel Smith. too. Yeah, yeah siding so, receivers. So they've got a lot of talent on that team. They do have a lot of talent on their team, um, and you know we're we don't have our we don't have Gronk, yeah. <laughs> so we've been playing almost all season without Gronk. And um, but Chris Hogan has emerged he as, really a, as, has. as a great. I mean, he's done a great job. Um, and the I think I think one of the things that I really like about our uh, the team and the way they've played this year is um, is the uh, creativity in the offense. <laughs> um, they had a flea flicker last week that that was really good. Um, I really, I really enjoy watching them because I, I don't know what's going to happen. Our running game has really good, has really been good. We've got Legarrette Blunt, and then we have uh, James White and Deion Lewis, both 
both quick, both capable of catching and running. Um, it's, it's been, um, it's been a great season. So I'm, and I'm really interested to see how we match up with the Falcons because we haven't played another team like them this year. Yeah. And so what would be your three keys to beating the Falcons for the Patriots? Three keys to beating the Falcons um, would be keep them off the field <laughs> offensively. Yeah. I, I so, think that that's very important. Sure. I mean, we're going to have to you know, try one of the and... things. One of the things that really impressed me about the Patriots this year, and I don't know why I didn't expect it, but their defense was a lot better than I expected it to be. I thought it was, was pretty outstanding. I I agree. And and I think we've been lacking in that, you know, in that our defense hasn't been great. Last year they weren't great. Mm-mm. This year um, they've been really much better. Malcolm Butler has has been doing really really well, well at cornerback, mm-hmm. um, and Logan Ryan too, which kind of surprised me because last year I seemed to be yelling at him a lot. Um, and that's um, so funny. <laughs> I know you should hear me. Um, and I think the uh, the the offensive line has been doing a lot better too this year, um, and the defensive line honestly. Plus we've got. We've gotten a couple of linebackers in, in free agency. So now we've got Chris Long, defensive end. We've mm-hmm. got um, Kyle Van Oy, we got from the Bears. Um, we've had, this is Jamal Sheard's second year with the Patriots. He came from the Browns. Um, what did you think about the trade of Jamie Collins? I understand that it made business sense, but um, I didn't really appreciate all the the insinuations that he wasn't good and wasn't doing his job and all of that. Yeah, you know, I, I never, you never really know because the, the media talks a lot and you don't know what's true and what's not true. Um, I, I heard somebody saying that he was, quote, freelancing and that's why they got rid of him. Yeah. I, I don't know. I was really sad to see him go because I think he's such a, he's such a great talent. He is. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. um, and he, he did pretty well in Cleveland. I mean, it's Cleveland, so right. we'll have to see. <clears throat> we'll have to see what happens there. But um, I think I guess they just they just uh, signed him for next year. Um, I was sad. <laughs> I really I love Jamie Collins, yeah. and I I think Dante Hightower is still a little upset that Jamie Collins is gone too. Because oh, I bet he is. <laughs> somebody he's getting more attention. <laughs> somebody asked him who his favorite defensive player in the NFL was, and he said Jamie Collins. That's so funny. That so, so um, funny. but but yeah, I you better watch it, Dante. You'll be next. <laughs> I know, seriously. Uh, so but funny. yeah, I think the defense has been great. I've been yeah. really really impressed, and um, you know, we have a we have a rookie um, rookie guard named Joe Tooney who came from NC State, and um, he's been playing really well on the on the O line. They they've they've the the offensive line has been pretty much intact all year long, which is a complete change from last year. Last year where, it was just such a disaster. Oh, it was awful. And you know, and Atlanta, too. I mean, that, I think that that's important. It's an important point for both of these teams. Their trenches have solidified and are playing very well. Definitely. And, I mean, it's it's you've got two great quarterbacks. I think Matt Ryan and Tom Brady – I, I read the other day that they were um, that they're text buddies because uh, mm-hmm. Matt Ryan went to BC and so they've they text back and forth and I thought it was 
I thought it was interesting, but they're both really good quarterbacks. Yep. But to be a really good quarterback, you have to have a decent offensive line. Sure and to have a good running game, mm-hmm. you have to have a decent offensive line. Mm-hmm. And the Patriots have had both this year. I mean, our run game has gotten so much better. We've been able to, um, you know, work the play action, which, you know, we've had, had problems with last year. Sometimes Brady couldn't even get the ball out of his hands. Um, it's been, I just, it, it's been a lot more fun to watch this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really, I'm really, I was really impressed, and I'm really excited for the game on Sunday. I bet you are. Give me, you want to give me a prediction? Well, I got to pick my Patriots. <laughs> of course. Um, do you think it's, it's going be, to be a close game? I do. I think it's going to be a close game. Is it going to be um, high scoring? I don't know. I don't know either. See, I've gone back and forth on that. I'm not – part of me says yes. I mean, how could it not be with such good offenses? But, you know, again, we talked about how well the Patriots' defense – you know, I, like you, I haven't watched Atlanta as much as, you know, I would like to have. And I don't know how good their defense really is. I think that that's probably going to be the key. How well yep. can Atlanta's defense, you know, stop the Patriots' offense? Yeah, I I think you're right. So I don't I don't know. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say like. Fifty-seven points. Just throwing it out there. I don't combined know. Points, somewhere, combined somewhere points. Combined points or, or one. Yes. Two. Combined points. Okay. Somewhere between 55 and 60. Okay. So, you know, maybe 28, you know, 32. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, that certainly makes sense. That certainly makes sense. So um, do you want to weigh in on what's going on in the country? You want to save that for another time? I know you got other things to do. Sure, I can do that. So, yeah, I mean, what – we – to say that we're living in interesting times would be an understatement. I would say we're living in extremely scary times. Yes. Um, I don't know. I just where did all this white supremacy come from? Uh, I don't know. It's interesting. Um I have no idea. I mean I, I live in California, so you know, I'm I'm quote a coastal elite. Right. So I don't you know, I don't see a whole lot of that. I, I live in, in in a town that's predominantly Mexican. <laughs> um, I have a lot of, you know, there are towns around me that are, you know, that are white but right. mixed. Right. Um, and I've so I've always kind of I I grew up in a and lived in diverse environments. Mm-hmm. People from all over the world I've worked with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I don't know. I mean. It's interesting because I went to visit some friends in Ohio and I got there and, you know, we went, we did all kinds of different things and everybody was so nice. Mm-hmm. And, but it was a predominantly white area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I thought to myself, would I feel the same way or would people treat me the same way if I was brown? or black, mm-hmm. or, you know, from from another country, didn't speak English, would they treat me the same or, way? Or even if you looked white, but you, pra- but you have, um, you know, the 
the traditional dress of of Muslims and right, yeah. right, and and it's it's sad to me that I even have to think that way. But that's my privilege, you know. I never really had to think about it. Yeah, and it's you know it's really sad to me that the way the the state of affairs that we're in. I think I think a lot of people, and I have friends and family that voted for Trump because they think that. Um, he would be an outsider that would go in there and shake things up and get rid of the career politicians and make sure that, you know, things are, people are really working for people. And and I'm kind of like, okay, he said that, but what would, in, what would make you believe that he's actually going to do that? Yeah, All I you have to do is look at his life. Yeah. <laughs> It's like you know, the biggest con think, ever, right? I mean, the only is. thing the man has ever done is buy and con people, it's period. True. And yeah. um, it's it's amazing. And I, they're like little cultists that, I mean, it's so, I, I believe we can get through to them, but I think it's going to be extremely hard and it's going to require constant, I mean, they don't believe the truth. They don't believe facts. You don't believe any, you know. I mean, there are people that think that this man who has been married four times, cheated on every wife he's ever had, is going to make Christian. I mean, he is a Christian. I know. He gets up there and he doesn't even know to say Second Corinthians when he reads a passage from the Bible. <laughs> it's just the craziest thing. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even a, a real churchgoer anymore, and even I know that. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. <laughs> Tracy, thank you so much for joining me. Tell everybody out there where they can find you on social media and find your work. Um, I'm on nflfemale.com, and you can find my articles uh, under the New England Patriots or AFC East. Um, and you can find me on Twitter, T-R- Tracy, T-R-A-C-I-A-M-C, at um, or at Twitter. Right. I can't even talk today. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. Hang on just a second. We're gonna we're gonna take another quick break. Tracy, stay on the line. Uh, okay. So, so we when we come back we'll wrap things up. So stay tuned in. You're listening to Bat Talk with Sharona. And I always fill my ballroom. The event is never small. The special pages say I've got the biggest balls of all. All right, welcome back. Such fun talking with Tracy yesterday and um, turning the attention a little bit back to sports and uh, the big game on Sunday. I am kind of, you know, go Falcons. I like, listen, uh, I have friends who are Patriot fans, and I like to gig them. You know, it's fun. That One of the most fun things about sports is, is the um, – the rivalry and in the competition and the competitiveness and uh, as fans being able you know, now I can't trash talk because my team suck but um, mostly so um, but it is fun to you know to have those conversations and we don't always have to agree on things um, you know we can disagree on things and we can have conversations about that and um, you know maybe you'll 
persuade someone, maybe not. Um, but never forget, as long as the other person, you know, is yeah, is um, willing to do the same, you know, walk away from it with the understanding that disagreements are okay. And um, in the end, we're all, I really do think that we all are all just wanderers trying to find our way through this crazy thing called life. And um, so more conversation, more protest. Um, protest is good. Protest is American. Protest is protected by your Constitution, Americans. Uh, never forget that. I, I wonder how many people legitimately have sat down and read their Constitution. Uh, don't get your information about the Constitution from, you know, People who don't know it or understand it, read it. Um, read up on it. Educate yourself. Um, be a be a free thinker. Be an open to listening to people beyond the little circle that you surround yourself with. Beyond the, you know, be careful. Obviously, you don't want to. Um, yeah, there are. Uh, websites out there that regularly <laughs> publish um, false information, truly fake news, and you have to be careful about that. It's amazing to me how many people read those websites, but you know, um, educate yourself. Try to expand your range of information. You know, do you do you legitimately listen to other people who have viewpoints different from your own and consider what they're having to say or are you so close-minded that you don't consider the possibility that they might have something to tell you something to teach you I don't know I think that that's a big problem right now in this country and hopefully we can you know hopefully we can get beyond that more on protest I've, I found another quote that I wanted to read to you um, I don't know if I read this I don't think that I read this. Leonardo Leonardo da Vinci had to say, nothing strengthens authority so much as silence. That is um that is so so true. And we'll finish that with um Desmond Tutu who said, If you are neutral in situations of injustice, you have chosen the side of the oppressor. If an elephant has its foot on the tail of a mouse, and you say you are neutral, the mouse will not appreciate your neutrality. Protest is, um, here's an interesting one. Well, we'll, we'll have to. Um, to sin by silence when they should protest makes cowards of men. Ella Wheeler Wilcox. Protest is good. Don't ever let anybody tell you different. Hey, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Bat Talk with Sharona. I'm your host. My name is Sharona. You can follow me on Twitter at Sports by Sharona. Check out my website, battalkwithsharona.com. And we'll be back next week with another podcast. Um, So stay tuned in for that. Have a great day. Happy Friday. And have a great weekend. Go Falcons.